T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The trade deadline has come and gone, and there is some intrigue here because with about two minutes to go, uh, Kobe Altman was getting ready to meet with the uh, Cleveland media, right. a- as you do at the after a deadline, and um, he apparently got on the phone right before he went to talk to them. So he did not? And went so back into back. his office. He Ooh, was pulled back. Okay. Now, what that could be, I don't know. I Listen, now. I'm just refreshing Twitter. If the Cavs had traded for Royce O'Neal, or if if they, had they done that, I don't think they have. But had they done that, this would have gone from you won the deadline to you are one of the biggest winners of the deadline. Um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving moving out of the the Eastern Conference is a huge win for you. I still think the Nets are going to be competitive with Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Bridges, Johnson. I think they have enough talent to still be a playing team. Right? So I think they're still a good team. But if you see the Nets, if you're like a four seed and they're the fifth seed, that they don't have a superstar talent. You will beat them in a in a seven game playoff series. Uh no, if, they're they're probably not going to end up being the uh five seed now. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it is the it is the second half of the season. Things get weird. That team could gel. But when you when you think about like what matters in a playoff series, the Nets don't have it. 
You need superstar talent, and you and and you know what? If you can have a proven head coach, that works as well. Jacques Vaughn is is not that to this point. So we are we are refreshing Twitter here to see if the Cavs um, made any deals. Of course, Kobe Altman's going to be speaking to the Cleveland media here shortly as well. And if you guys, so even though the de- deadline ends at three, usually the last uh, about ten minutes, fifteen minutes after that elapses. There is a time period where, like, other deals that might have happened that haven't been announced or that were, you know, met at the last moment where they kind of eke out. So hopefully yeah. the Cavs did. My my hope is it's Royce. Yeah, just because it's 3 o'clock does not mean the Cavs couldn't be yeah. working on a deal because um, then the league has to officially approve everything. They've got a, a league call uh, mm-hmm. that happens after 3 o'clock, apparently. Yeah. Bobby Marks was tweeting about this. And the Cavs could be in the middle of something right now. I'll be very disappointed. I, no, no, no. I will not be disappointed if they don't make a move. I'll be disappointed if uh, they... Chris Fedor says Cavs did not get any moves done before the 3 p.m. deadline. Sources say they're standing pat. Chris... Karis LeVert, excuse me. Karis LeVert is staying in Cleveland. So, I'm okay with it. But if they buy out Kevin Love before the buyout deadline, I'll be very disappointed. If Kevin's here the rest of the year, because we talked about Kevin's legacy and we kind of got into that early in the show. If Kevin's still here and Kevin is one of your your backups or off the bench or whatever, he hasn't played in five games. If he's still here, I'm okay with it. But letting that $28 million go, and because everybody always says, well, you know, but then you're going to get that salary. Well, if you're already over the cap or close to over the cap, no, you're not. And the Cavs have a $100 million uh, contract for Jared Allen. D- uh, Donovan Mitchell makes uh, $30 million a year. They've already paid Darius Garland. So it's not as if it's like, well, if you let Kevin Love go, now you have $28 million in cap. And it always annoys me because NBA Twitter, NBA heads, uh, you know, Twitter, what, basketball heads, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, they're, they're not quite as bad as baseball Twitter. Yeah. But, but the, the NBA guys on Twitter are – Definitely know-it-alls. Yeah, and and to me, the thing that annoys me is, oh, well, you don't want to go into luxury tax for that. I understand the Cavs wanting to avoid the tax for as long as they can because if Donovan Mitchell stays here for the duration of his contract and beyond, between those four guys we just talked about, they're going to go into the tax, and that's a lot of money. I, I hope that didn't stop them from making a deal now. That's all I'll say. And specific to next year, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity not offloading Kevin's contract if he ends up getting bought out. I can't see them buying him out. I mean, I I, I'll, I'll I, I do think that there's something to be said for Kevin's experience in the postseason that can help these young guys. And I look, I don't think Kevin – I think Kevin at this point realized that – I mean, he, he sort of swindled the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. He's 34. Like, he's – even when he plays, he kind of has a hard time getting up and down the floor. Like I think he understands that he's kind of coming to the end of the line here. Well, but if you're Kevin, would you rather play on an up-and-coming team or would you rather go to the Lakers and play with LeBron? Or would you rather go... Yeah, but what good team really wants Kevin Love? I mean, everything that you just said about Kevin as a leader, as a good influence, I mean, you know, the Cavs yeah, every the year... the Cavaliers are going to be a higher seed than the Lakers. Doesn't mean they have a better chance of winning a, a championship. No, I, I, I think they do, actually. And, and Vegas would tell you that. I don't know. Vegas can say that. But what my point is, like LeBron with AD and D'Angelo Russell, I don't know. I, I don't know. And if, if I'm Kevin Love, 
Would you rather spend the rest of this year knowing you're going to be a free agent this offseason, mm-hmm. or would you want to chase a championship in whether it's Phoenix, whether it's so that's the point. The buyout market, and here's the thing: the Cavs might want to buy out Kevin Love so they can take a run at a Danny Green or at a yeah, any of the guys that are going to get bought out, and somebody that might end up being their 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 starting three, or at least you know somebody who kind of fits into that. Yeah. Uh, Daniel on Twitter saying, I'm not happy the Cavs are going uh, into the rest of the season with a flaw in the Death Star. I would be less happy if the Cavs forced a deal. And maybe that's the caveat I can say with like Kevin Love if he d- because he didn't get traded and, you know, the buyout market. I'd rather the Cavs not make a trade. I think the one thing we do all the time on the, the, the trade deadline is when we start to see other teams, and I kind of joked about this at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. when you start to see other teams make moves, you get like a little envy. You get like excited. It's, oh, hey, we got this new shiny toy. I can't wait to We want a Christmas present too. I I, I think it is, I think the Cavs flaw in the Death Star is going to stop them from reaching their ultimate ceiling this year. And their ultimate ceiling could end up being an Eastern Conference title. Or, sorry, not an Eastern Conference title. I mean... Like, over the next year or two, it could be an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I think they could go to the Finals this year. Potentially. Well, I, I think I think the flaw in the Death Star and what they do at three probably will stop them from being able to do that this year. But I also understand that they want to play this cautious and they want to see what Okoro has mm-hmm. and they want to see what Dean Wade does. Um, I would have loved to move for a couple of shooters or a good shooter. Would have loved it. But I understand that you made your big move with Donovan Mitchell and that this year still is an evaluation year. And and by the way, for a guy like Karis Levert, like we've talked about with Karis Levert that like Levert might get a contract extension here, a short-term contract extension. I think Kobe's talking now. Tom Withers just said, uh, Kobe Altman said, there have been no discussions about a buyout with Kevin Love. Cavs know he wants to play and he may get another chance here. Mm, okay. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, can I tell you, so I think the Cavs are obvious winners of the deadline, having not made a move just with Durant and Kyrie going, right? I think LeBron's a huge winner. I, 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 I hated that they gave up, uh, Patrick Beverly. Cause I think he's just the, he's just kind of that guy you need on a contending team. Although he might be out on the buyout market. Uh, but Mo Bamba, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell, that's four really good basketball players that the Lakers got. Yep. That I think fit with LeBron, fit with AD, and they only really had to give up a first rounder and a couple second rounders. And Westbrook. And, and Westbrook. But they wanted to get rid of Westbrook. Yeah, that I mean, was that was going to happen. Knew once Westbrook Le- wanted them to get rid yeah, of Westbrook. Yeah, of course. I mean, Westbrook's fine. Uh, where did he end up? Minnesota? Or no. I, I have no idea. No, Utah. And he's probably getting bought out. Oh. So he'll play somewhere, right? Yes. He, what I said about Kevin, um, I bet you Russ will be one of the most sought after. Well, no, that's not fair. Russ won't fit everywhere, but a team like Chicago that just needs more, just needs another guy, just another name, just yep. try. Um, I can see that. I, I, you know what? Call me crazy. I can see him in the Clippers. They just, they just dealt John Wall to, back to Houston, which we joked about for Eric. Uh, Eric Gordon, I think they need a backup point guard, if I'm right. The Clippers. Hold on. Didn't Westbrook go to the Clippers? 
I'm confused now. No, Westbrook went to the Jazz. 100%. This is so many trades. I know. I cannot keep track of I know. Of it's this. a smorgasbord. Let's see. The Suns are winners. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. That Suns trade can get... That's a wild trade for an NBA owner to make on their first day. You're right. It's the Jazz. Because if Kevin Durant wins you a title this year, your first year, it's a brilliant move. Kevin Durant doesn't win you a title this year, and you don't win one next year. Dude's 35, and you just gave up three really good young NBA players and 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 four picks. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? I know we're going to get back into this later. I think if you see the Kevin Durant price, you should feel a lot better about the price for Donovan Mitchell. That's another, like, look at the price for superstars. Guys, Jay Crowder cost five second-round picks. I don't even know Jay Crowder fits with Milwaukee. Why do they want him? Uh, and, who, and by the way, who comes up with five second-round picks? Not like, just, it was you with, know what? Um, how about five second-round picks? Sadiq Bey was traded for five second-round picks as well. Is that the going cost today? I, for, maybe for it is. Marginal it's just players? like the magic number. Maybe it's like the uh, lottery where it's like you get the mega plier. All right, well, today's mega plier is five times. Was playing Keno? The amount. Oh, Blue Keno. Yeah, that's a good point. I love Keno. Um, my weakness. Those to me, Lakers, LeBron, KD. I think the Cavs were winners. Because the other big part about this is nobody significant was imported to one of the teams you're going to be battle, battling with. Miami didn't make a trade for a difference maker. That's a team that should scare you had they made the right trade. Like, if, if Miami had landed either KD or Kyrie, it would have been serious problems for the Cavs. Because that's a that's a potential first-round matchup for you. Um, Boston, Milwaukee, I don't, I don't really think either guy got better. Uh, Keith letting us know. Gary Payton II was also traded for five second-round picks from the Blazers to the Warriors. It's a magic number. Now, I don't know if somebody was being facetious, but somebody counted up the amount of second-round picks that were out there that have been traded today. Again, I don't know if they were being serious. It's like he, 30? He's at 84 picks have been traded. 84 second-round picks? Not today, but leading up to the okay. trade deadline. How about that? At, at what point is it just, like, you know how EuroLeague writes players? It's just, oh, and they included this Latvian 37-year-old pot-belly, you know, center. But just to say that there was a name in there, that's what second-round picks have become. It's like in baseball when they trade for cash. Yep. Or a player to be named later that in re- in reality never becomes anything. It just yeah. disappears. Do these teams uh, even ever like ever see the 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 second round picks? I some of these teams I mean, are how gonna many, be, we're, are we going like five, ten years off into OKC. The oh, there you cannot tell me OKC knows every pick that they own. Oklahoma City owns seventy five percent of draft picks from now until the end of the decade. They just keep trade. They traded Darius Baisley to um, Phoenix for more second round picks. You can't. You can't have seventy five picks. You can't in in five years or six years. You can't do it. NFL analyst and broadcaster uh, on Sirius XM NFL Radio, the great Solomon Wilcox, now joins us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Solomon, welcome to the show, sir. Nick and Dustin, hey, thank you for having me. It's been a while and. Uh, it's always good to be on with you guys. Well, it's great to be on with you and get your thoughts here. Uh, I'm pretty hyped for this matchup. Solomon, uh, how do you view the way these two teams match up? It's like a heavyweight fight, right? Uh, both number one seeds, but, you know, they say styles 
make fights, and these two teams have two different styles in how they go about generating point production, particularly on offense. The Eagles are a team that wants to use that RPO scheme and, and use quarterback-designed runs with Jalen Hurts, even though they've got three good runners in Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Uh, but this is a team that's, you know, that's averaging 30 or more points in the postseason and an average of 44 rush attempts per game. So they get off the bus wanting to run the football, whereas the uh, Chiefs do it differently. It's through the air on the arm of one Patrick Mahomes. And even without Tyreek Hill, they found a way to become the league's number one scoring offense. Uh, but they want to do it just by carving you up, protecting the quarterback and throwing it. We'll see which team is able to dictate their wheel on the other and prevail in this game. Solly, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? I mean, it feels like he's getting a little bit of, uh, you know, somewhat disrespect because the team around him is really, really good, but people don't necessarily think he's a franchise quarterback. I, however, do. What do you think about Jalen? Oh, well, I think he turned himself into uh, or developed into a franchise quarterback. He's, you know, getting mentioned for most valuable player. He certainly is the most improved player um, during the 2022 season. Uh, the guy that we saw leave the field at the end of the season last year and who he is uh, this season, I think it's greatly phenomenal in terms of the improvements that he's made as a quarterback. I think his leadership skills are second to none. The way that he came in as a rookie and kind of galvanized this team. When you have uh, a veteran locker room with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, uh, guys like Jason Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson, and they bow down to you, they give you the kind of respect that he's getting, then why shouldn't the rest of the league recognize what this guy has done for this team, what he's done for the city of Philadelphia? So uh, whether or not somebody else wants to disrespect, that's on them. But most of us uh, already give Jalen Hurts uh, the most tremendous and profound respect that you could ever give a quarterback. Solomon Wilcots on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We're also joined by the CEO of Medella Springs Healthcare. Uh, real quick, Michael Ewers. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show. What can you tell us about Composure? Well, Composure, and, and thanks for having us, guys, is, is the latest and, and most novel uh, product in the marketplace for stress and anxiety. It's, uh, it's been pretty well documented. Stress rates are at an all-time high. Uh, over the last couple of years coming out of COVID. And uh, we as a company took a charge. We put a small group of uh, medical doctors, pharmacists, and PhDs together to go out and formulate a product for life stressful situations, situational stress. And we all have them. You don't need to be playing in the Super Bowl to experience stress and anxiety. It could be a, a job interview, a presentation, or anything like that. Uh, and this group of, uh, of healthcare professionals, um, they actually uh, formulated Composure, Composure is very, very unique in that it's got 14 different ingredients that work together to actually balance out the stress hormones in the body. And the best part is this formulation is drug-free, it's non-habit-forming, and, uh, and the product's available over-the-counter. So we're here uh, at the Super Bowl trying to get Composure in as many hands as possible. So uh, for your listeners, we have a special offer. If they go to Composure.com and they enter the code STRESSFREE, they're going to get one bottle absolutely free. So just add a bottle to your cart. Put in the code stress free, and you're going to get a bottle absolutely free. And uh, try Composure for yourself. Excellent stuff there, Michael Solomon. I did want to ask you. You know, uh, Dusty asked you about uh, Jalen Hurts. I wanted to kind of focus on the the, the Kansas City side of stuff here. Uh, Mahomes and what he's done in five years as a starter is ridiculous. Five AFC title games. This will be his third Super Bowl in those five years. 
if if he gets his second ring, and we already talked about five AFC title games, three Super Bowls, and two rings, what does that mean for early Mahomes legacy talk? Oh, it means that uh, he is a foundational piece to what uh, potentially could become a dynasty, right, in Kansas City. You start to rack up Super Bowl wins, MVPs, 5,000-yard passing seasons, um, you know, in your first five years, and you're talking about multiples, uh, you're, you're talking about the early stage of what could be a dynasty, right? You're trending in the direction of a, of a Terry Bradshaw, of a Joe Montana, um, and that's the early phase. And you know, linked up with a coach like, like uh, Andy Reid, you tend to think that, okay, there's going to be more of this to come. And so that's, this is sort of the next step into beginning to uh, build that type of legacy. You know, looking at that, you mentioned the D word, dynasty. Do the Chiefs become a dynasty with a win? I don't think they become one, but they're gonna you're gonna start to hear those kinds of conversations. I think it's the beginning of even being able to have that kind of conversation, right? Because think about it, guys. Uh, if they win it, that'll be their second uh, Super Bowl in four years, second Super Bowl championship in four years. Uh, they will have gone to the AFC title game, as you have already met, stated five times, and that's each of the five years since um, since Patrick Mahomes has been a starter. And look, they've already won seven straight division titles. So, I mean, all the makings for that conversation are there. You win this game, now you're having that conversation, and no one can call you crazy. So uh, it's, more, it's more reality and less of a hyperbole. Sully, I know you're a Cincy guy, so I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm not sure you saw the comments from Jamar Chase on Joe Burrow's contract. He was talking about that. That kind of went viral this morning. Um, what what is the, the the status with Burrow and his contract with the Bengals? What do you think? They're, how how do you think they'll handle it? The status is this: any player drafted, as soon as you're drafted, you're signed to a four year contract. So the collective bargaining agreement states that after finishing the third year of a four year rookie contract. You are now eligible to renegotiate a deal or a contract, or, or not renegotiate, but negotiate a contract extension. The team can take a number of different paths. They can um, pick up your fifth-year option, which, of course, of course they're going to do. That doesn't mean they're going to exercise it. They may sign you to an extension before you get to that fifth year. But they can hold you up to five. They can even throw in a franchise tag after the fifth year and keep you for six. The numbers become exorbitant, of course. You're better off like the Chiefs did with Pat Mahomes, signing a long-term deal with a high average of about 45 mil. Um, this is a $450 million 10-year deal that Mahomes is on. The Bengals know what they got. They're not um, surprised, nor are they going to try to go cheap. Remember, when, when, Pat, when Carson Palmer signed this deal, he was the highest-paid quarterback at the time in the NFL. So the Bengals have thrown money at players who have performed for them. I know there's this narrative that they're cheap, and I think they've got to go back to the 70s. There's no evidence that supports that, at least no recent evidence. Remember, they spent $70 million this offseason to restore an offensive line that couldn't protect him in the Super Bowl. What's cheap about that? So I, I think this narrative out there, people are on the alarm like they're going to screw it up. Uh, you're gonna no. You're gonna give this guy an annual contract of fifty million dollars a year. I would be trying to throw a contract in the neighborhood of what Mahomes did. 
10 years, $500 million. He'll be the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League in its 103 years, and that ain't cheap. Solomon, looking here just to the AFC North at large, what is kind of your outlook on the North kind of moving forward here, not just this year, but over the next couple of years? Let's just say the state of the AFC North uh, is alive and well. It's thriving. Look at uh, you know a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers with a rookie quarterback like Kenny Pickett and the leadership of Mike Tomlin. They're going nowhere. In fact, look at that defense and how good they are. One could argue they're going to be in playoff contention in 2023. I think the Cleveland Browns are one of those teams that the arrow is pointing up. Um, Sean Watson is going to get better. The fact that you're able to get him on the field for the final six games says, okay, you get to knock off some rust. The mystery is removed, and now he's only going to get better. When he walked off the field at the end of the 2020 season, he was a top-five quarterback in this league, and I think he's going to get back there. The defense has to improve in Cleveland. I know they are going about fixing that. Um, I have every bit of confidence uh, that Andrew Barry is going to be able to add to talent and, and the Cleveland Browns with that offensive line and a pass rusher like Miles Garrett and a cover corner like Denzel Ward, those are the components that make you a playoff team. And then, of course, um, the Baltimore Ravens are a proud group. You saw what that defense became once they got Roquan Smith, and now they got to get Lamar Jackson back in the fold and keep him healthy. They'll be must-see TV per usual. And Joe Burrow said that the window – to win a championship is is the rest of his career, and I, I believe me, I believe him when he says it. This guy is of of tremendous championship pedigree. So what did that say about about this division, man? It's one of the best in football. Solomon Wilcott, uh, NFL analyst and broadcaster, Michael Ewer, CEO of Medella Springs Healthcare. Both gentlemen joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Solomon, uh, up. For 2023, I, and I know this is very early, so we're not going to hold this, hold you to this all off season long. But heading into the off season, how would you rank those four teams in the AFC North? Before we even add one player to free agency, before we lose one, yep, I'm doing it to you. <laughs> in draft, uh, I'm gonna rate them how they finish: Cincinnati Bengals one, Baltimore Ravens two, Steelers three, Cleveland four. Uh, until they make some moves, so that's my latest sample size. So forgive me if you if you disagree. Do you think? Um, uh, you know what? Do you think the Browns are Deshaun Watson being elite or bust in twenty twenty three? Oh no, Deshaun Watson's the real deal. I I just tell you that right now. He's the real deal. Now he's got a listen, man. This game is intricate. I told look. I was talking to Mary Kay Cabot. She came on my show on the opening drive on Sears XM NFL Radio before they went down to play Houston. And I asked her, I said, do you think we're going to see some rust? Oh, I knew we were going to see rust. I was the one who had initially that week said it's been, you know, 700 days since he played in his last game. I did the math, counted every single day. Um, I know what's required to play in this game at a very high level. You can take the best athlete, but you put him on ice for two years, Oh, man, yeah, you're going to see a regression. You're going to see some rust. But that does, it takes work feverishly to get at that level, to be on that razor's edge. Um, he's going to put the work in. He's got the talent, okay? And uh, he'll get back there. But it really is about, you know, playing in the games now, getting back on the practice field and being in the building and getting the work done. 
it may take time. It may you're not going to see him at his best in September. You're not going to see him at his best in October. And even if he sharpens the knife quickly, uh, he'll. I think by the time you get to mid to late October, certainly November, you'll see him just get better and better. We saw that with every passing game this year, and I think you're going to continue to see improvement. But ultimately, this guy is going to be there, man. He's too good not to be. And I'm telling you right now, he is the ultimate threat. He can have designed runs. He can make plays from the pocket. He can get out of the pocket. He reads defenses very well. And he is a true leader. So you got yourself the real deal in Deshaun Watson. Um, but that's what's going to make this division altogether very interesting. Sully, last thing. Let's wrap it with this. Uh, Super Bowl 57 prediction. I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Uh, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, they win by three, 30 to 27. All right. We also want to get Mike Ewers on this. Mike, you're on Radio Rose. Uh, your Super Bowl prediction real quick here. I'm going to go with the Eagles, 31-24, late drive by Jalen Hurts in the fourth. All right. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate Woo. both of you. We've got a split line here. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks, guys. Thanks, All right. Guys. Thanks, guys. A uh, little bit of uh, – um, we got to move around a little bit here. Fedor, Chris Fedor, Cleveland.com, Cavs beat writer. He's going to join us coming up at, at 4 o'clock. The Pulse with John Vacari is going to move to, uh, to let's see, carry the two, 420 there. And I think it's interesting. I think this actually could be a fairly, I think this offseason could have a lot of upheaval when it comes to the AFC North next year. I, I One, I think it's a crucial offseason for Cincinnati. I don't think the $70 million they spent on their offensive line did them a whole lot of good this year. They were The offensive line was almost unplayable in the first eight weeks of this year, and then Joe Burrow just decided to start getting the ball out sooner, and it still was a problem uh, once the injuries hit in the playoffs. So I think they have some work to do. And you know what? I, I'm not going to predict Pittsburgh anymore. Mike Tomlin no. refuses to get below 500. They'll be at least 9 and 8 next year. Pittsburgh's like Jason Voorhees. Yep. Like he just doesn't die. Yep. They don't die. And you're like, "Oh, they're dead." No, they're de- no, no, he's no, dead. No. They come back. And then you you're the dead one. And then you're that's, dead. That's how that works. Oh, I got him. And yeah. then you turn around and, and then, then he they, got you. And he just stabs you with a machete. Yeah. Which is not a way I'd like to be stabbed. There's not a lot of, I mean, I don't want to be stabbed anyway, but specifically what? with a machete. I I really don't want to die via Michael Myers, uh, similar, which is, which is similar, similar guy. Very similar, similar. Yeah, very similar. If we're being fair, um, Jason's in there somewhere, but uh, no, I don't want to die with the, with a sharp object. No, I I'm really just hoping for like that that in in my sleep death. Just give me that, right? No matter what, the, I want to sleep death. Yeah, yeah. Just come on, N- nothing gory. All right, I've tried gonna, to be a good if, person. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, like I. <sighs> I've, listen, that's all you can do. Don't mock it. I've tried to be a good person. Or if you're going to shoot me, just shoot me when I'm sleeping. And I and I don't know well, what's coming. Well, but wouldn't you hear the pew? I don't think so. Huh. You'd be like, what's that? Oh, I'm dead. Okay. And you're, then you're gone. Um, and you're at the gates. So I'm not predicting Jason Voorhees, well, a.k.a. The, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are, are – are, but I – and maybe this, maybe this is going to be a, a, I don't know if it's going to be trendy. I think low key Baltimore can end up being the worst team in the division next year. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen with the Lamar stuff. 
And if it doesn't happen, if they trade Lamar, I know that they've got some good pieces on defense. Yeah. They're also, Calais Campbell might not be back. Justin Houston, JPP, like they got some guys that are moving on. And oh, by the way, Lamar is their offense. Like, okay, J.K. Dobbins can't stay healthy. Gus Edwards, they don't run him when J.K. is healthy. They don't have any good receivers. And Mark Andrews is a one-man band. I I think I think it's way in my all too soon, way premature prediction until they go out there and have like another just draft of the millennia where the NFL is just like, oh, Kyle Hamilton, yeah, he's gonna fall to you at fourteen. Oh, Tyler Linderbaum, okay, we'll get you you get him now too. You're gonna he's gonna fall to you as well. And uh, who, oh, Matt Matt Abuike fell to him. Oh, who is a kid? Travis Jones out of UConn fell to them. Yes, I am salty. I'm very salty that the luck that Baltimore has had in the draft because it should be in Cleveland. Oh. Now, where th- I actually think the toughest team, Dusty, to say where they stack up next year is the Browns because they just have. Like, I mentioned the Bengals, and I, all teams have some, have some work to do. I think the Browns might be top five in terms of having work to do in the NFL this offseason. You think so? Yes. You said top five? Yeah. Like, I'm talking about of all teams. Of all teams. Yeah, not just – it's easy to say that they've got the most work to do in the AFC North. So, because of the way You're the You're saying shows, the entire league. Yes. Show your work. Defensive line, safety, linebacker, another wide receiver. Offensive line. Offensive line. Pretty much everything other than Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. And some people and in, in town. In Joku. And some people and in Amari town. And Cooper. And some people in town want to trade Nick Chubb. No names, please. Uh, so we're not going to be able to get to this when we wanted to. So because we have uh, Fedor coming up next, and this would have been a hell of a tease. Here's what the tease was going to be when we were going to talk about this. Is Dusty officially getting old? Now i got to ask you that because you gave me that tease. Is, the is this today. for now or for later? This is for now. Okay. So tonight I was reminded that um, our neighborhood is starting uh, a Thursday night Euchre League. Oh. Uh, well, you know what? These are your golden years. At least it's not bridge. I mean, I feel like once it starts to get to like any card game that isn't Uno and it's it's competitive and it's organized. I mean, if it's poker, okay, that's like kind of like manly. And, yeah, but and, that's not going to be. It's not I'm, poker night it, with a, the, the significant. I, I will say this: I love euchre. Euchre's like an Ohio thing, I think, mm-hmm. or Florida thing. It's one of the states, one or of the all states, the states, or all the be. states. I think it's like a Midwest thing. Yeah, it could also be a European I, thing. I've met people like you know that I work with at ESPN from all over the country. They're like, "What's euchre?" Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I actually have had the similar conversations even though I don't really play euchre. So, we are on a text thread with the entire neighborhood and like 20 people I think are going tonight and they're like set up tables and you know doing the whole thing. So, when you go there, do you have to show your golden buckeye card? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I mean, am I getting this old? Yeah. That my Thursday nights going to be revolve around playing Is euchre? it a 2 for 1? Are you going to play euchre and get a knee replacement at the same time? <laughs> a hip replacement too? Yeah. Like when you walk in Instead of dropping acid, do they give you a little Cialis? Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, first off. I, you know, I, I envy a lot about blue the, pill? Uh, the here's, lifestyle. Here's your blue pill. Yeah, and if it lasts for longer Don't take than four the hours, um, 
have a fun drive home. <laughs> it's a walk. There's so much about like I love I I am envious of your ability to have the jet setting lifestyle. That's really cool. I think. Thank you. There, you know, you're better looking than me. You're better in shape than me. There's a lot of things that I am envious of you. This is not one of them. I just I'm looking forward to it. Actually, if 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 Ness came to me, it's like we got a euchre tournament. The Man Away Euchre Tournament has invited us to be every Thursday night. I would say I'm kind of pumped about it. Listen, I've got tennis on Tuesday nights. I've uh-huh. got euchre on Thursday. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. When, when do I put bowling in? Um, that'd be that. That's how. Oh, that's Is that Friday nights. No bowling's in. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So if it's just bowling, it's uh, early in the week because it's you know it's kind of it's, it's a little bit more relaxed environment unless it's bowling and drinks. If it's bowling and drinks, then it's got to come on Friday nights, right? I think so. Yeah. Bowling's a, well, bowling's kind of a, like a Tuesday night thing, isn't it? Well, but not if you're boozing. Boozing and bowling cannot be an early it's beer, dude. Yeah, but we both know. It's if boozing. you drink liquor playing, uh, 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 playing bowling, when you're bowling, <laughs> yeah, something's getting broke. Yeah, exactly. 216 I'm going to need those, uh, Is, those bumpers to come up. Dusty's got a euchre tournament going on. Uh, it's not at, a tournament. It's a, it's, a, it's a Thursday a night thing. It's, well, you know if it's a league. It's just a Thursday night get-together. A, a euchre get-together every is, Thursday. Is, is that an old thing? Is Dustin Fox officially old? I'm going to well, say I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I'm 40. You are. You and Mike Gundy are old as hell. So I tend to believe that age is a mindset as much as it is an actual number or how long you've been alive. Uh, my grandfather is eighty, going to be 84. Passed for 68. There's another number I almost said, and then I realized I'd be, but yeah. So like I, but this just feels like you leaning into your age. It feels like if you're like, oh man, I'm so excited to go to Euchre tonight. I'm pretty pumped. But, yep. No good. You're aging gracefully. It's good. I gotta say, you would not have said that five years ago. No. What's that? That this is. I'm kind of looking forward to playing Euchre tonight. Why not? With neighborhood people. Why? I'm saying Dustin. A lot's changed in five, five years. years. Mm. You are old. Yeah. We'll ask Chris Fedor. The only thing keeping me young life, is life affinity whole fast. See, I, I'm just so I'm so I'm I'm so on my testosterone's high. Your testosterone's high. Well, actually, normal, mm-hmm. but uh, high and normal. And I don't know. Does that make sense? Here's your little blue it's, pill. It's, it's 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 higher than being low. It's, yeah, that's how it works. I feel great. It was low. Now it's high. Go to feelgreatcleveland.com. And, and by high. It's a, it's average. It's right where it needs it's, to be. It, it's where it needs to be. I, yeah. So, I don't know if you guys saw that. I'm so used to Keith setting traps that when Keith started talking to us, I like brace for impact. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this a trap? And he's like, yeah, this wouldn't happen five years ago. I'm like, why? Is this a fat joke? Where's it coming from? That is the Keith Britton guarantee. Uh, Chris Feeder joins us next. We'll get into the Cavs. No moves at the deadline. And is Dustin officially old? Because he's got a euchre night now. Mm, I think I'm getting there. We'll talk about it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.